Hi, I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. I'm Belle B. Cooper. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show about being an independent developer uh, in the world of the App Store and the things that we need to do to stay on top. To stay on top? To be alive? To stay, stay alive? Stay yeah. afloat? Stay There's something know, stay in there. <laughs> Make a living. Yeah. And uh, this is episode number one. So I thought that we could talk a little bit about exactly what this even is. So I wanted to ask, and either of you can jump in and answer this question. It's totally fine. What is your idea of the ultimate job? If you could do anything for a living, what would it be? Yeah, this is a cool question. I've, I've been thinking about this a little bit since I knew it was coming up. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot anyway, because this whole idea of trying to go indie is kind of my my step towards that. I think for me, the ultimate job would be I'd like to be running a business that has several different products rather than kind of based around just one particular thing. But also what I'd really like is just to have a business that takes kind of minimal maintenance to keep it going so that I can spend lots of my time trying new stuff without worrying about what works and what fails and just following whatever interests me at the time. I think for me, that's the ultimate. That's a really cool job. Can I have that job? <laughs> can I? Can I have it? <laughs> well, I, mean, I like I, that answer. Ironically, that, that is not dissimilar to what I had thought, right? Because, I mean, obviously, I've spent time thinking about these questions, given that I came up with them. But, I mean, I've always thought about, like, what my ultimate job is for a long time. Because my ultimate job is just to ba- basically be able to do whatever the heck I feel that I really want to do at the time, you know. Like, it, and so it is. It's really to be able to like, uh, you know, explore new options, try new things, uh, jump into new kind of areas where I feel that I like, you know, have something to put in. So, I mean, I, I feel like Bell, you and I are basically like we have the same same goal here. Yeah. What about you, Curtis? What what's what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll just copy your answer. <laughs> I mean, I know. So when I was thinking about this, it's, I don't think I know what my dream job is. I just know what I've liked and disliked so far on the road to get where I am. And I thought originally when I first went indie, like I was a freelancer doing consulting and stuff. And I enjoyed that. I knew I never wanted to make a big agency out of it, but like I enjoyed it. But now that I'm doing a lot more of my own product stuff, I enjoy that. And so that idea of like having multiple products that take some maintenance, but isn't crazy um, and building a business around that definitely kind of sounds like what my ideal job was, is I just, I don't think I've really sat down and planned that out. I just feel like I'm on the right path right now Mm -hmm. to getting towards the lifestyle and the job that I want. Yeah. I mean, that makes some sense. I think, I mean, obviously your, your idea here is just to kind of is still to explore new things, but you're kind of a bit more methodical about it, I guess, than, uh, than, I mean, I, I just kind of lurch into new things and it's just like, (laughs) I trip over it. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'll do that now. But you seem to be kind of like methodically going, you know, choosing your way forward. A little. I mean, I like to tinker. That's always been a a, a part of me. Um, So there is definitely just a lot of stuff on the side and just playing around. And when something really gets me, then I'll just go down that path. So it's not like I have a master plan. That's kind of the opposite. I have no idea what I'm doing um, and no idea where I'm going. Um, But just so far, I've said no to the right things to get me in a good path. Is that what you would define as being independent, like being able to find your own path? Yeah, definitely. What was the one joke? Uh, You know, being indie is having no one who tells you you have to put on pants every day. (laughs) It's just being able to kind of pursue how I think I can do interesting or good things in this world 
and be able to afford to live at the same time is indie. So that can be different things to different people. You know, it doesn't have to be you're a product person um, or you're shipping apps. Like there's a million different ways to be indie in my book, but it's more just that sense of like, I am able to control my destiny. I think for me is really what indie is. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that there's any differences between being an indie and doing freelance or, you know, being a freelancer or being a contractor or something like that. It's more about the fact that you're able to kind of chart your own ship, I guess. Yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of thumb contracting has over top of you. Like, if you're taking a bunch of bad clients or you're reliant on one client full time and you're basically an employee just without the health benefits, like, that's not so much indie. But I think it's just a sense of control. Like, when I was doing more freelancing, I would turn down a lot of clients that I didn't want to work with. with, And that was shaping my, not destiny, but, you know, shaping my, how I felt from a day-to-day thing. And that's a kind of control mm-hmm. I couldn't have with an employer. So that's really what, at least to me, indie means. It's like, I can make those decisions that affect my day-to-day. Mm, that's really interesting. Because I don't think, maybe it's just because we've had different experiences in terms of freelancing and consulting. But for me, that doesn't fit with my idea of being indie at all. Not that, I don't know, I think people probably define it differently. But in terms of what I'm working towards, at least, that I call indie, it doesn't include that at all. Because I think for me, it's kind of, I kind of feel feel a similar way. I guess it's just more about the execution for me because I, I have really strong values about how I work and, and what work I'll do and what I won't and that kind of thing. And I've definitely found that both in freelancing and working with clients and as being an employee, I've had a lot of clashes over values. And maybe this is, you know, too much to ask from a job or from a, a freelance client, but because my values are so strong, I, I feel like that's really important to me that I'm working with people who ha- share the same values. And it seems like that's really hard to find. And for me, running my own business in a big way is just about running a business around those values and doing things that fit my values and saying no to things that don't. So but based on my experience so far, at least for me, any kind of consulting or freelancing just doesn't fit that because I feel like it's just too hard to find anyone who who fits with the the values i have because i'm so stubborn about them i guess yeah i mean i i feel a lot of the same things right like i i mean i've gone from having being freelance to being uh, employed to being independent to being freelance to being independent like i've kind of chopped and changed all over the place partially because i'm just tripping over things i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i i went from being a freelancer and then struggling to find clients and therefore like you know i, I felt like i was i was starting to have trouble actually making money and so there mm. then i went to you know i i decided to like well, i i just need to get a job like this is like you know my fear is driving me into it like i my, my fear of not having enough money is driving me into a job mm. and so i i went and i got a new job and worked there for like 8 months before i realized that this is really not for me like i cannot do this uh and so i i left and that was when i went independent and i think part of the difference there was i think the way that i approached my independence i still do like to this day i still do freelance work and in fact i've been doing a lot of freelance work over the last couple of months i've been really busy with it so it's not that i don't do any any like you know contract or freelance work at all now but more that i put more importance on the products that I create, the products that I like, that I make, that's the stuff that really is my my important thing. And so these days I've been, you know, if I feel that I need to spend a couple of days a week in the middle of a really busy client period on one of my products, gift wrapped or whatever, 
uh, then I'll take those couple of days because, you know, mm. to, to hell with it because that's the important thing here is that I am able to – I'm able to chart my own course. I, you know, I'm doing the things that I want to be doing because otherwise, there's there's really no point. I might as well go, and I might as well be that, you know, that employee right, that yeah. hates hates himself. <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that makes sense because, and that's I think maybe it's my phrasing should have been if you're lucky enough to be a freelancer who has the opportunity to say no a lot. Because early on when I was freelancing, I took all the jobs because I was worried about money and like I was just obsessing over keeping myself booked. And I certainly wouldn't call myself an independent then because, yeah, I was basically an employee just for, you know, six different employers at a time. But I think I I had a mental shift eventually of like, you know, I'm going to take the projects that I agree with and that I feel like I can do good on. And money still kind of worked out fortunately for me, but I know that won't be for everyone. But once you get to that point with freelancing... I feel like you can be considered independent then because you are charting your course, you are turning down projects, you are doing the things you believe in, and you're not just having to say yes all the time. Yeah. So not every freelancer, I'd say, <laughs> would be an indie. Uh, it, it's definitely an attitude shift um, and a bit of privilege um, yeah. if you're able to be lucky enough to find the right work. So what do you two do right now? Because obviously, we all are independent in some way. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a show called Independence. <laughs> so what, what are you doing these days right now? So I've got kind of a, a split, which I think is a bit different to the two of you, where I'm actually working as an employee part-time at the moment. I've switched a lot in the past. I've had freelance periods and I've had periods of, of employment probably for the far, past four years or so. I've kind of been doing running my own business and being independent to some degree and then filling the gaps either with part-time employment or with freelance work. And so at the moment I'm working weekday mornings. I work a steady, regular, half-time kind of job doing marketing. And then all the rest of the time I spend working on my own business where I do a little bit of marketing and obviously running the business, but also I do iOS development for my own company, which is something I don't do in my day job. So there's quite a difference between the two types of work that I'm doing at the moment. And your goal is to move more towards the the your own stuff as opposed to being an, em- like an employee? Yeah, definitely. The The end goal for me would be to be working full-time on my own business. It's just at this point, it's just a matter of growing the business enough that it can pay two salaries because I work with my partner, Josh, and we're just barely paying one salary now. So it's just a matter of wait, waiting it out until we grow it big enough, basically. That's still great that it's it's big enough to do you know, to pay one salary. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's easy to forget that I think because we're not at the point where, you know, we started it together. So the the aim was always to pay two salaries and it's quite easy to forget that it's actually a really big milestone for one of us to be able to do that. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's good to remember that. (laughs) That's really awesome. Yeah. A lot of independent struggle to actually even pay the one salary, (laughs) let alone both. So it's, it's, it's quite a, big thing yeah yeah what do you, what about you curtis what are you what are you working on these days uh so these days i'm still doing so like i said i started i guess independent freelancing about five years ago five and a half years ago somewhere around there yep. and i've been slowly switching more and more over to product so i also have an ios app and over the last two years i've kind of gotten serious about turning it from a hobby into some kind of a business and it's uh 
snowboarding and skiing app. So this winter in the northern hemisphere, the proper hemisphere, uh, they, it ooh. finally uh, I, ooh. <laughs> and the rift starts. In spotting words. <laughs> but the, this season in the in the northern hemisphere, it's uh, winter season was finally big enough that I can start considering it a good chunk of my business. Mm. So I'm still filling in the gaps with some freelancing here and there, but for the most part, I'm kind of focused on the product. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you're only really focused on the northern hemispheres winter, <laughs> you. You're missing half of the year, buddy. You're missing <laughs> half of the year. So I guess that's when you fill out the rest of your year with uh, with your contract work and stuff like that, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I still have, uh, you know, my season is kind of November to April um, up here up north. So leading up to that, I still have to get a lot of work in place to get some of the major releases done for the start of the season. Um, but yeah, it usually more towards the summertime up here is when I'll have some availability to do contracting work and the likes. Mm. So I went independent. Uh, I mean, I went freelance many years ago now. I'm trying to remember when it actually was. I want to say 2008, nine, 2008 or nine, one of those years. I could look it up. It's on my resume somewhere. And, uh, you know, I, you still I, have a resume. <laughs> yeah. I keep, I keep a resume. It's really, it's really nicely produced and everything. I just keep a resume just in, just in <laughs> case, you know, and I launched out of that into kind of freelance work and the story behind actually going through that can, we can delve into another time. But from there, it's been kind of a bit of, uh, you know, ups and downs with trying to get into, uh, you know, trying to get into doing my own thing more and more and somewhat failing and kind of, you know, trying to find the right stuff. And so I've been, I've been kind of freelancing slash independencing for several years off and on. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been the way of, I, I, I hardly even know what it's like to work an actual <laughs> job these days. It's really weird. I hear it's not much fun. <laughs> no. Um, the eight months that I, I spent in, uh, in working at a design firm here in Canberra, it was just, it was just odd. Like it would, I was con- continually bumping my head against, you know, things that just seemed strange to me. But I, you know, there, there are, there, there are nice things about being a, an employee as well. Right, you, you don't have to worry about where work comes from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you two, but you know, finding finding freelance work when I like when I want to find it uh, is is not exactly the part of being independent that I enjoy at all, even slightly. You know, trying to find work on you know trying to uh, make sure that I have a, a continual kind of you know, plate load of work if I need it is not exactly an aspect that I enjoy of the kind of independent slash freelance lifestyle yeah that's actually one of the reasons that i'm that i'm working part-time now is because i spent about about a year before that um freelancing full-time and the stress of constantly making sure i had enough work was so much that it just bled into everything else and so i wasn't doing that well with working on my own stuff because i was kind of mentally exhausted all the time from just that constant worry about will i have enough work and will i have enough money to pay the bills And now that I'm working part-time and I've got a regular income and I've got regular hours, a lot of that stress is gone and I find it much easier to differentiate and kind of switch that off when it's time to work on my own stuff. So in that way, I think it's been better for me to, to let go of a lot of that stress. How does it work for you, Curtis, since you only freelance part of the year, not, not a big chunk of your time? Yeah, it's difficult. And I definitely see the allure of 
your setup where you have kind of a consistently paying job, but it's only part time. So you still have time to do your own work. That's I kind of wish I had that sometimes. Right now, just the way I have kind of my business set up is, you know, I need to earn this much a year. And here's a stretch goal and all that kind of stuff. And as Slopes has been able to get closer and closer to that minimum, freelancing kind of has been less stressful because I only need to take on one or two or maybe three contracts a year to fill up to the other goals that I want to hit for that year. I don't suddenly need to be booked 80% of my year. Yeah. You know, I need to be booked for one or two months, which certainly makes it a lot easier. But at the same time, then you're not marketing yourself as much. So that can be harder because then your sales pipeline is non-existent. So yeah, it's right now, it's kind of a weird, awkward transition period, I think. And I'm lucky that I still have a few good clients um, that want to keep me around for iOS dev, that they have enough work to kind of fill those gaps. And they have new ideas coming out all the time. So and I'm their go-to. So I don't have to find too many new people, which is nice right now. Mm, yeah, that's that's an aspect of the work that I do that I, I quite like. I don't have to continually find new clients. I generally have like two or three clients these days, mostly design shops and and uh, you know small kind of development shops that I can kind of say, hey, I've you know I've got like you know my next month kind of open up. Do you need somebody to do anything? Uh, you know, hit me up if you need me. And that's been a nice kind of aspect to cultivating, I guess, a series of you know. Uh, long-term clients as opposed to trying to like you know find new stuff little stuff here and there and being that sort of person that you know flitters around between various different firms so yeah the agency subcontract model is a pretty nice one for freelancers that's that's usually the go-to for how to get started yeah but it can be dangerous too because then if you do like um back before i really decided to get serious with slopes there was a company i was working for in san francisco they brought me in as a higher level engineer and it was dangerous because I was working with them for long enough that I started to feel like an employee. Oh, yeah. Mm. So like the the repeat ones can be dangerous because like, and they did remote work amazingly. It was a great team to work with. My God, I actually had code review for the first time in like four years and it was <laughs> wonderful. Oh, yes. I, like, and it was great. Like the things you miss as an indie, but it became dangerous. And I had to step back a couple months into it and be like, wait a second, I'm becoming an employee here. Yeah. I'm going to need to break off from you guys. I'm sorry. But so like, yeah, there can be kind of mixed blessings. It's always work when you need it, but then you can kind of start to feel like you're losing some of your independence. Yeah. You've, you've really got to, I've found uh, that you've really got to kind of manage that relationship really carefully. And it sounds, that sounds really kind of, I don't know, douchey, but the idea is that if you're not careful, you'll go from being like this person that they brought in to, uh, to being like their main developer or, you know, their, you know, mm-hmm. their go-to guy yeah. for like solving this problem, you know, personally. And especially in situations where, you know, they don't have a lot of, a lot of skill in a particular area. I've been working with a client, uh, over the, you know, the last month or two where they've got two people in iOS developers in their company, neither of which I would really call an iOS developer. Uh, I would call them developers in other areas who have been put onto iOS work. And so, you know, I I dropped into their project and I was like, oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> just the, it's awful and uh you know it was so it's been kind of a like a process managing the way that i've kind of approached that project in order to you know both train them up so that they are like they know what they're doing for the you know properly for the first time like they they'd created their own navigation controller kids never do that at home yeah never don't, don't do that don't just don't, just don't 
<laughs> like training them to do that, but also trying to keep a little bit of distance so that like, you know, that they're forced to kind of skill up, I guess. And I, I'm not saying that I got, I've gotten that right. You know, I'm, I'm having to, I'm having to kind of continually like look at that process through, throughout the time that I'm working with, uh, with clients like that. But it can be hard. Like that, that man, that relationship is, is difficult to manage if you're, so if you're, if you're kind of being independent and part of that stuff is being freelance and that freelance stuff is tends to be with the same people all the time, you need to make sure that you're not like, falling into any sort of weird traps yeah my first uh freelance client i had which i got back when i was like a freshman in college um i had them for 10 years and they were definitely of the no technical skill became heavily reliant but they were also a close-knit group so they welcomed me and it kind of felt like family after a while which was awesome yeah but then as i tried to leave (laughs) as i needed to it was impossible to help them hire someone. They weren't taking my technical recommendations for what they needed. And they had just become so reliant on me. And it just was a very difficult break at that point um, where they still would try and reach out and like, help, help. We need help with this. And it's like, sorry, it's you, 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 you hired someone. You need to use them. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they weren't good. Um, yes, I warned you. They should probably at least know PHP. Um, like <laughs> it can be hard to manage that stuff because you want to be a good person and you, people are generally friendly. So you become friends with them. Yeah. And you don't want, you don't want to let these people down. Like it's, it can be difficult. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've had, I've had situations across my whole career really in where i've had to like i've just basically had to say look at the at the end of the day like you want somebody to do this and this and this for you i can't provide that for you you need to hire somebody you need to get rid of like you know Mm -hmm. you need to like lose the whatever you've got going on here that's like completely yeah not working for you you need to hire somebody that is well suited for this kind of task not me no that was not what i was saying but <laughs> you need to like you know get somebody you need to get somebody in that is as you know is is skilled in these areas so that you've got that you've got that skill set because you can't rely like ah oh, man free like freelance contracting is not like it's not cheap like you're you're paying for this extra person to come in and do all this work and like it's it's so expensive like it's from from their point of view it is it can be very expensive so yeah well especially in ios we're at a premium right now like ios contractors if you freelance you can be making pretty good dollar pretty easily so this year without going too much into like how i much i earn because i'm not sure that how comfortable i am with that but this year i've worked maybe three or so months you know throughout the the financial year sorry which is here in australia is like july to june i don't know what it's like yeah (laughs) so financial year for me i've probably from freelance stuff i've earned about 40 grand ish is that in australian money or real money that's australian money which is real money so (laughs) okay yeah it is yeah okay i wasn't sure (laughs) no it's the american money that's not real money oh okay yeah well it is a little inflated right now (laughs) (laughs) well so i mean so it sounds like you and i have both had a lot of difficulties managing clients there though have you had any difficulties with trying to be indie with trying to manage like being part-time or anything else yeah my experience is is a bit different just because all of my freelance and and kind of employment work for the past few years has been in marketing because that's what i kind of fell into first before we started this company and before i started learning ios development um just a few years ago so that's kind of what my day job has always been 
So it's quite a different setup. It's generally for me because I do content marketing. So most of my job is writing. Whenever I'm freelancing, it's usually kind of an ongoing one article a week, one article a month kind of setup rather than like a fixed period for a contract to, to produce a project. So for me, the, the main issues I've had are I've had ongoing clients where I've had kind of one article a week set up with them for six months all of a sudden just stop replying to my emails. Oh, no. Oh, geez. And just completely drop off the face of the earth and I don't hear from them again. Um, Those are the worst. It's weird how often that happens. I don't understand why why I attract people to do that, but it's happened quite a few times. Um, so that's something where it obviously adds to the stress where you have kind of a regular client with regular income coming in and you you suddenly have to replace that. And then when I've been working as an employee, I've had a couple of periods where I've had to work full-time for various reasons because I've done almost all of my work for the past few years in the tech industry has been remote working for companies overseas. It makes the tax situation quite complicated. And to start with, I had no idea what I was doing. So I just completely messed it up. So I'm still in a cycle of fixing my tax from the previous financial year. It's, oh, no. it's a nightmare. But because of that, I've had to work full-time for, for some periods just to kind of get back on top of the tax situation. And then that makes it really awkward because it's kind of if you're a full-time employee your employer expects that they're your priority and that you're you're spending a huge amount of your time working for them and thinking about what you do there right and that that's your priority all the time yeah and to be able to fit in running a business which is a huge thing around a full-time job i found it really hard when i when i had been freelancing or working part-time for maybe two two and a half years and went back to a full-time job, working Monday to Friday was such a shock. I was just wrecked for the entire weekend for the first few months because it's it's such a weird thing to suddenly be sitting in a chair in front of your computer nine to five, Monday through Friday, when you haven't done that for years. Mm, it kind yeah. of really takes a, a mental toll and you, and you get really exhausted from it. So, yeah, it's definitely been tricky to balance, but kind of in different ways, I think, than what you've both dealt with. So what about, do you have anything with, your indie business because like i think the three of us have really talked on like a bunch of client difficulties like what about any difficulties or sacrifices you've had to make to make your more independent aspects of your business work and bell in your case trying to build a product with your partner yeah i think for us we've been going for probably about four years now and that entire time i think our main problem has been that we can't go fast enough because we just don't have enough time so even now we've only got one of us working full time and i'm trying to fit in as much time as i can around my part-time job so for us it's always been just that frustration with how much we have to do because we're still so early in the process and how slow we are compared to where we want to be and early on when we actually started i i didn't know any development at all so my partner josh was doing web development and android development and we just didn't worry about ios we just figured we'll worry about that later because we build SaaS products so we thought we'll, we'll worry about that when it comes up and then i decided to teach myself yeah. ios development and i took that on and so that's another thing where not only do we not have that much time but i'm essentially still a junior in terms of ios because i've only been doing it a couple of years uh, whereas my partner's been a developer all his life so that's another kind of tension point where we need to go a lot faster because iOS has a bigger share of our users than Android does. 
And yet I'm not only the one with the job, but I'm also the one who is the slowest because I'm only a couple years in and a lot of it's still new to me. So yeah. for us, it's it's definitely, I think, about just keeping up in terms of time and trying trying to get things done quicker. What about you too? What, what do you struggle with the most? I don't know. I guess I guess part of my struggle is making sure that I, it is a lot of the same kind of stuff, I guess, really. You know, I, I work alone. This is my office. My wife heads off to work and I'm, I'm here by myself for a large portion of the day. That means that generally I've got no one that I can kind of turn to if I'm having a bit of a problem with my code. If I'm struggling with a particular aspect of something that I haven't tried before, it's, I, I either have to like search for somebody online that might be able to help me out or hit up all of my iOS developer friends, uh, in, in tandem <laughs> until I get the answer yeah. that I want. You know, it's so it can be difficult. Like that that aspect of working by yourself, even as a seasoned developer. Like I've been working with iOS since you know maybe the year after it kind of launched. You know, I've so I've been working for with it for a really long time, and yet I still struggle with like. I mean, just the other day I was having trouble with view controller transitions and trying to get them set up um, correctly. And like I like who who do I call? Like you know. Ghostbusters, <laughs> UI kit busters, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's it, it can be tr- tricky. So so you've got to f- you've got to kind of work with that. Like it's it can be difficult to to do that. And being in a being in a job dependent on where you're working, obviously, you'll find that you have other people that you can throw things off of. Um, one of the aspects of being employed that I always loved was the fact that I could turn around look at a whiteboard with somebody else in my team and basically like nut out a, an algorithm problem that I was just struggling to wrap my head around. And five minutes in front of a whiteboard with somebody, like even if they don't say anything, would <laughs> like solve my problem. Yeah. But you don't like when you do try to do that at home, it doesn't necessarily work all of the time um, when you're on your own. So the, I guess that's part of the aspect that I struggle with the most. Like, and I'm, it's not that I like people. I hate people. Like people are the worst. <laughs> but you know, uh, they except are, for us, we're okay, right? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, <laughs> too big to turn. Yeah, it's it it's it, it can be. It is really isolating. And even even at uh, even yeah, the is. most introverted people will will struggle with like just how how alone you can be when you work independently. Hmm. Yeah, and that's like I mentioned that code review at the freelance contract I had for a couple months. That's why I loved it so much because when I had a job job, code reviews was part of the culture and I learned a lot through them. But as a freelancer, I never have people review my code because I'm by myself. Um, So it was very nice to have a couple months of just my code under a microscope and being ripped to shreds. Like I honestly miss that. But I think for me, the difficulty I feel most as an indie is more what Bell was saying with not being able to move fast enough, trying to grow a product. You know, I've gotten to the point where I've proved it's viable and it's giving me real money. And now it's like, okay, I know I can grow this. And I have a laundry list of things that I'm pretty meticulous at whittling down to the things that will actually matter. But that actual matter list is pretty big right now. Like I have to build online sync for my app. And write the back end for that. That's lots of and, fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've written to, that several times now. This is going to be a fun summer. <laughs> but, like, I know I need to do that. But I know it's going to be a month or two worth of work. Um, yeah. And I already started it. But, like, I know everything I need to do by November when I get want to get my next major update out for the Northern Hemisphere. 
But I a couple tasks on my list are one month, two months worth of work. It they're big chunks, and I just feel like I can't move fast enough. But I don't have the revenue yet to bring in someone mm. to help me move faster. Mm. And I'm definitely trying to be bootstrappy about this. Like I'm right now trying to keep all the revenue that I can and not hire out just so I can move faster. Like I want to stay profitable, but that puts a lot of constraints on my business. So it's kind of a tricky situation. Um, and it, it's only feeling like the pressure is getting worse as it's showing that it can be viable. Cause it's like, well, I just, I want to get to that end point where I have grown and this is successful and I can bring someone on or do something, but I just feel like I can't move fast enough. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Um, I sink <laughs> sink is a bit of a sinkhole for time as far as I'm concerned. Wah-wah. So that's gonna that's gonna be fun for you. Um Well I'm hoping I can do a lightweight sync. Like it's not really sync, it's more just like online storage of your data and mm. there's you can't edit multiple places. Like I it's a lightweight sync, okay. but I'm still in for a lot of trouble. You know, I and I, I feel I've felt a lot of the same things over the years, right? Like uh working with Gifrapt, like there are so many features that people want that I've just had to say, well, I I like I, I want to do it, but I just I just can't. And mm. yeah, one of the really regular questions that I get is, can I get this for Android? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yep, I get that all the time now. And just every time I like I get that question, I'm just like, oh god, the time <laughs> that I would have to spend, uh-huh. you know, it to it's it it's difficult because I I really want to like that's obviously a market that I I would like I, I feel like I would do really well if I got into that, but like when when <laughs> just when is like is is the question, and so I I end up basically having to say well I. No, I like right now. I've just got to focus on what I've got, and I've got to focus on like you know choosing the tasks that I feel are you know the best things for the like for right now yeah. for my current audience for the like for the people that are using the app right now. And if that brings in new people, then that's that's awesome. I'm like I'm really happy for that. But like I've got to grow and be very careful about what I choose, which is difficult given that I trip over you know everything <laughs> on my way. So. <laughs> So obviously, in, being independent is something that is of interest to us, uh, and is of interest to potentially the people that are, are, are listening. So I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. Is this something that you see yourself doing in a few years' time? Like, you know, the the age old question of what what are you going to be doing in ten years? Uh, is that independence work, or is that something completely different? Do you think? Yeah, well, Curtis, it, it sounded like maybe you don't have a super defined plan for five or ten years. What do you think you will be doing then? Yeah, I don't even know if I'll be wearing pants tomorrow. So <laughs> what I'll be doing five years from now is a bit far. No, I mean, like I kind of said in the beginning where I feel like my path of going into products, having this app is feeling like the right direction. Um, and I'm feeling pretty happy with my situation. So I'd expect I'll be doing more of the same at this point. You know, I don't think I'll completely ditch freelancing. It's something I like doing with the right clients. So I'll still take that on where I think I can do some good. But I think more and more, it'll look like what my year, hopefully this year is going to look like, which is mostly working on slopes, and then taking on the projects that look interesting um, on the side just to, you know, help people out and not be completely isolated. Yeah, cool. What about you? I think for me, where where I'd like to be in five to ten years would be that my business would become essentially my my job, my day job, I guess. So that would be what I would be doing as as a job. But I think when we're at the point that that's steady and stable, 
and I'm not having to pick up other work to fill in the gaps, I think I would really like to bring in lots of other creative activities that are quite different, quite outside of that. Because, for instance, at the moment, I do a lot of a lot of writing as in my day job. But because it's for marketing, it's not quite the same as as writing something of my own. So it'd be really cool to take on personal writing projects. I think, whereas which is something I don't have time for now, um, or getting more into theatre, which is something I used to do a lot of. I really like that for you, Jelly, you get to do lots of you know illustration and design and so many different kind of aspects of what you do and I think for me that would probably be the ultimate would be to be working on my business as kind of a steady job and then have plenty of time to explore lots of other creative outlets yeah I mean that's uh, and that that's that's kind of what I would feel as well right like I want to be able to do the work that I do with you know my apps and stuff like that and for that to bring in enough money that I am able to like pursue other aspects of you know the things that I'm interested in like the illustration stuff or, or or whatever because that sort of stuff is still important to me and I want to be able to do some stuff in that that area but at this juncture and with the it would be the same with you, Bell. I, I dare say the the fact that you've got like that split of you know I've got to have got to focus some time on this work and I've got to focus time on this work and then that strangely yeah. that's the end of my day. Uh, I guess I'll do this again tomorrow. You know that that aspect can like it eats up a lot of time. So I'd like you know I'd like mm-hmm. to be able to kind of whittle down my my contract stuff to the point where I'm able to mostly focus on the stuff that I I am interested in doing these days and uh you know which would hopefully open up time for me to kind of pursue other avenues uh as a secondary option. So mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess I'm lucky where the what I like to do as a hobby is programming. <laughs> So for me, it's, you know, you, you want more time so you can follow your creative dreams, the <laughs> both of you. But for yeah. me, my creative dreams are in Xcode. Um, so it's just going to keep looking like more of the same. It's just going to change where the money comes from, I guess. Mm. Um, people tell me I should get outside occasionally. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I, like, I love coding. There's a reason that I do this as a job as opposed to like, you know, mostly illustration or whatever. But I mean that that that's not the only aspect to the things that I enjoy, right? Like, I mean, for for you, Curtis, it might be I don't know snowboarding or something. Like, you might want mm. like that's like it, it's it's strange how having one focus will allow more time for other things. And it might for me, it's illustration. Mm. Uh, you know, for, for Bell, it's you know writing, and for you, I guess it's you know snowboarding. Yeah, or, I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's it's not something I can do every day, but I can take longer vacations and do that. Yeah, and. I mean, that's part of the aspect of being independent that is really kind of interesting, I guess, to me. Uh, and I, I think really given that we're like that's the sort of way that we've defined being independent, it's you know being able to choose the things that you do and being mm-hmm. able to kind of go on that journey. The fact that you kind of opening up more time for doing that, I think, is uh, important. You know, it's important. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. Well, that's it for the, this episode, for the first episode. Number, number one. It's in the can. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, you can do that because, and you should do that because we'd love to hear from you as to like what your your goals are for independence, uh, if if you have them, and like maybe you are already doing independent stuff, and we'd love to hear about that. And uh, so you can get in touch with us. Our email address, um, for, well, for starters, we have a website, and the website has a contact form, and the website is independence.fm. You can also send us an email, and that is hello at independence.fm. 
but you can also get in touch with us individually. So you should do that. I am Jelly Bean Soup on Twitter. And on Twitter, I'm Belle B. Cooper. And I am Parrots, the plural of the bird. And that's it. So until next time, goodbye.